Hello, welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. I will be reading from the book by Joseph Prince, The Power of Right Believing, Seven Keys to Freedom from Fear, Guilt, and Addiction. Despite your hidden agenda, let me ask you a question. Based on what you have just read, was it the son's love for his father that made him journey home? Do you think for one moment that he was truly contrite or that he even cared that he had broken his father's heart? I think not. He was clearly motivated by his stomach. He wanted to go home because he remembered that even the hired servants in his father's house had more food than he did. The words that he planned to say to his father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, was what he thought would be the right dramatic religious rhetoric to ensure that he would be allowed some benefits for returning home. You and I know that he wasn't genuinely remorseful. What we are hearing is his stomach talking, not his heart. So it wasn't repentance that drove him home. It was his stomach and perhaps even his sense of pride that he deserved at least what his father's servants were getting. When I was growing up, I would hear people teach about how the son repented and decided to go home to his father. The truth is, there was no repentance here. The young man began the trek home because he was starving. He was even prepared to go through the motion of saying words like, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants with the sole intention of getting his stomach filled since he had reason that the hired servants have bread enough and to spare. He never expressed any love for his father or said that he missed his father's presence and love. This is important for us to note because God wants us to know that even when our motivations are wrong, even when we have a hidden, usually self-centered agenda, and our intentions are not completely pure, he still runs to us in our time of need. Just as the father ran to the young man and showered upon him his unmerited, undeserved, and unearned favor. Oh, how unsearchable are the depths of his love and grace towards us. It will never be about our love for God. It will always be about his magnificent love for us. The Bible makes this clear. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be on the cross for our sins. The hero in this parable is the father. It's about the father's perfect love for his imperfect son. Some people think that fellowship with God can only be restored when you are perfectly contrite and have perfectly confessed all your sins. They think you must apologize to God before he can be appeased. Please understand that I have nothing against saying sorry to God 
or confessing our sins. All I'm saying is that we are not as important as we make ourselves out to be. The father was the initiator. Before the son even had thoughts of returning home, the father had already missed him, was already looking out for him, and had already forgiven him. Before the son could utter a single word of his rehearsed apology, the father had already run to him, embraced him, and welcomed him home. 